0: Welcome back to Teachable Moments with April Podcast. I am your host, April. Tonight, we're going to continue the conversation about um, special needs um, individuals, children and young adults, um, and the penal system. Um, The article that we're going to look at tonight is Pipeline to Prison. Special Education Too Often Leads to Jail for Thousands of American Children. And it was published in um, October 26, 2014 by Jackie Mader and Sarah B. This particular article they said also um, um, appeared in the Clarion Ledger. Okay. So this is a very lengthy article and I'm going to try to skim through it together with you guys and um, try to make sense of it all. So it looks like this particular article focuses on um, a particular case, a young man by the name of Cody Beck, and this is in Grenada, Mississippi. Okay, so I'm going to read a little bit of it for you. Okay, Cody Beck was 12 years old when he was handcuffed in front of several classmates and put in the back of a police car outside of Grenada Middle School. Cody had lost his temper in an argument with another student and hit several teachers when they tried to intervene. He was taken to the local youth court and then sent to a mental health facility two hours away from his family. 12 days later, the sixth grader was released from the facility and charged with three counts of assault. Officials at his school determined that the incident was a result of Cody's disability. That's what I'm saying. As a child, Cody was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. He had been given an individual education program, which is also, we all know, or maybe we don't all know, is an IEP, okay? A, a legal document that details the resources, accommodations, and classes that a special education student should receive to help manage his or her disability. But despite there being uh, a medical reason for his Uh, behavior. Cody was not allowed to return to school. He was called to youth court three times in the four months after the incident happened and was out of school for nearly half that time as he waited to start at a special private school. Now it goes on to say that Cody is one of thousands of children caught up in the juvenile justice system each year. At least 1 in 3 of these arrested has a disability, ranging from emotional disability like bipolar disorder to learning disability like dyslexia. And some researchers estimate the figure may be as high as 70%. Across the country, students with emotional disabilities are 3 times more likely to be arrested before leaving high school than the general population. When the special education system fails youth and they end up in jail, now let's emphasize this. When the special education system fails youth and they end up in jail, many stay there for years or decades. The The vast majority of adults in American prisons, this is what I was, I actually, when I told you guys about the, the, the individual that was on YouTube, and he was giving his commentary, I, I did go and leave some comments. And I mentioned this about that. I had learned rather within the past, I don't know, four years. I don't, I don't know how many years. Um, to me, it's very recent. Like it was yesterday that there were actually a huge number of people that are in prison that are disabled and this just really blew me away and I don't really remember how I came at it in this moment right now how I came across that and I just have to know more about it okay so the vast majority of adults in American prisons have a disability according to a 1997 look at that 1997 Bureau of Justice Statistics survey. Data hasn't been updated since. I wonder why. But experts attribute the high percentage of individuals with disabilities in the nation's bloated prison population, which has grown 700%. Golly, 700% since 1970. From the 70s? Really? In part to deep problems in the education of children with special needs in Mississippi and across the country the path to prison often starts with very at a very early age for kids who struggle to manage their behavioral or emotional disabilities and low performing schools that lack mental health care Okay, so the article, I'm kind of skimming and going through and skipping through some stuff. It says, to providing education for kids with disabilities in an environment as close, well, that's the mission, is to, in in an environment as close to a regular classroom as possible. That's the whole basis, or more or less, of what inclusion is. Okay, but often special needs students receive an inferior education. They fall behind and end up with few options for college or career. For youth with disabilities who end up in jail, education can be minimal and at times non existent, even though federal law requires they receive education until age 21. Okay. So this was another aspect of what the gentleman was saying that, um, in regards to the 17-year-old who attacked his um, support staff, that he would be straightened out and it, um, and he would receive some type of training or education in there. They're saying, based on this, you know, I'm not an expert, based on this, that this is probably not going to happen. The likelihood of that happening is, is pr- pretty, no, okay? But I see what he was saying. I, I see what he was saying. I, I got where he was coming from. But sadly, that is pro- probably not, not probable. Okay. It says, a lot of times it's a major setback, says Elisa Johnson, a state, uh, I'm sorry, a staff attorney for the Southern Poverty Law Center. She added that some transgressions are serious. And it's behavior that needs to be addressed. But when you're dealing with students with disabilities, youth court referrals are harmful. Experts say that students with emotional disabilities can be impulsive, inattentive, or aggressive behavior that gets them in trouble. When they're talking about emotional, when we're talking about emotional or behavioral disabilities, we're really talking about kids with serious mental health needs said Reese uh, Peterson, a professor of special education at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Learning disabilities can also land special needs children in trouble more often than their peers. Kids with learning disabilities that are not properly re, re, uh, re, I'm sorry, <laughs> remediated in a school setting start to dislike school, and it makes sense, or act up at school or do things to distract from the fact that they're not doing very well, said Diane Smith Howard, senior staff attorney for the National Disability Rights Network. More than 14,600 youth were involved with the Mississippi juvenile system in 2012, but it's unknown how many were in special education since the state does not track that information. Now, isn't it, now that's Interesting to me. Okay. That, that that the state does not track that information. According to a Mississippi Department of Education, a DOE official, both the DOE and the public safety office believe the other department was responsible. So some finger pointing here. The official said that the DOE will begin will begin to collect the data this year. Okay. This year, let's see if it happens because this, this article was done in 2014, it's 2023. What you think, guys? Although numbers fluctuate as students move in and out of the system, some federal data show that kids with disabilities are overrepresented in the state's detention facilities. In 2011, 13 percent of students in the state's public school system qualified. Look at that, for special ed. But at the Oakley Youth Development Center, only about 27% of students had disabilities, according to the Federal Office of Civil Rights Survey. Now, another tidbit here is that it says, nationwide, at least 73% of youth with emotional disabilities who drop out of school are arrested within five years according to a federal study. All right, welcome back. So the article um, goes back to our friend Cody Beck, which is the case that we're looking at. The 12-year-old and it says, Cody Beck reads a book that was assigned by his teacher at Granada Middle School. Since April, Cody has been on a homebound program due to behavior, where he does his work at home and meets with a teacher for four hours each week for instruction. In his 2013 to 2014 IEP he was recommended it was recommended that Cody receive individual instruction, be placed in a small class with other students with emotional disabilities and daily therapy sessions. His teachers set, you know, like short-term goals for Cody, such as uh, develop the ability to identify impulsive thoughts and consequences, and develop the ability to identify and express feelings of anger and distress in socially acceptable ways. In his IEP, his teachers also detailed his academic abilities. He was reading nearly at grade level, But his math and writing skills were several grades behind. They wrote that Cody tries to do his best work and desires to learn. Now, they give some information on his dad. Okay, Robert Beck said he also explained to Cody's teachers what he found to work best in calming Cody down. Like speaking in a calm voice and uh, refraining from making physical contact. The parents, this is what I found, the parents... The parents, the parents are key, are key. You want to have their input and vice versa. I so much needed and craved whatever feedback the parents could give. It's a give and it's a take. It's not just all them and it's not just all you. When you work together, that's with anything. There are going to be things that they're going to know. I mean, just think it's common sense. It makes sense, right? That they're going to know that's going to work and what doesn't work. And when they share those gems with you, you listen. You listen and you take note of it and you implement it, okay? Still from a young age, Cody was suspended for behavioral incidents and missed more than a dozen days of school in the months leading up to his arrest. When asked about the fighting, Cody said he loses his temper when other kids tease him or when he hears people talking about my parents and telling me I'm stupid. Now, a frustration that a lot of, a lot of people from the population, and it makes all the sense in the world, who, who wants people talking about you while you're standing right there? I mean, a lot of them are frustrated because they said people treat them like furniture. They talk about them as if they're not there. Okay, for many students with disabilities, suspensions are often the entry point in the pipeline to the criminal justice system. Statewide, more than 8,000 students with disabilities received an out of school suspension, and nearly half of those received more than one in the 2011 and 2012 school year, according to estimates by the Federal Office of Civil Rights. Many of these kids get in further trouble out of school, said Reese Peterson, and they end up in the juvenile justice system. Several special education students who have been arrested said in interviews that their trouble with the law was preceded by frequent suspensions for fighting or talking back. One 16-year-old special education student at Oakley Youth Development Center, a long-term center for incarcerated youth, said in the past loud noises and childish people would set him off. Now, sometimes in regards i'm going to use my, one of my brothers as an example they have like an inner ear thing and everything is amplified it may sound soft or regular volume to us but for them it's louder okay and the, and, and that can antagonize them it can get get to them you know okay then, a 15 year old student at Oakley who qualifies for special education said that she was incarcerated after assaulting a police officer. She had already been suspended from school numerous times for things like playing in the hall and during class or talking back to teachers. Now, another thing here it says officials at the Rankin County Detention Center say that 50% of the children they've had this year qualify. For special education. Many of these kids enter the justice system shortchanged by schools and far behind their non-disabled peers. In the 2012 to 2013 school year, only 13 percent of eighth grade students with disabilities scored proficient or above on the state's language arts exam compared to 58% of non-disabled students. According to a previous Clarion-Ledger review of data, during the 2011 and 2012 school year, less than a quarter of special education students in Mississippi received a regular diploma, far lower than the national average of 64% in 2011. Young people who generally end up in trouble were not prepared for the beginning uh, educationally, said Olita uh, Garrett Fitzgerald, Director of Children's Defense Fund's Southern uh, Regional Office. In 2013, a report by the Minneapolis PACE PACER Center, which is a parent training center, warned that one of the biggest reasons students end up in the correction system is... School failure. So just like in the other article, it's pointing to school failure. Okay, I'm not a fan of pointing fingers and stuff. I'm kind of annoyed by that. But um, when something is merited and it keeps coming up, then you know you should pay attention. So school failure. There's there's the system is flawed like with many systems that are in place in this society today. It says many kids across Mississippi also lack access to pre-kindergarten, meaning they may start behind um, academically, socially, and emotionally, and can miss a critical time period to identify disabilities and and beginning treatment. It says only about 17% of children under five in Mississippi receive a screening for developmental or behavioral problems compared to the national average of about 31%. Wow, it's a difference there, 17 and 31%. Early education and nurturing is absolutely critical, said Fitzgerald. Children whose needs are met at an early age are able to go to school ready to learn. They're much less likely to be disciplined problems in the classroom.